Parshas Matos Masay Tovshin Ayintes. Parshas Masay, the Torah is soft, the 42 Masois, the travels, the Kla Yisrael traveled in the Midbar from Mitzrayim to Eretz Yisrael. The Swar Makadoshim tell us that these Membeis Masois were not just a one time thing. Kla Yisrael as a whole, throughout our existence, is going through Membeis Masois, travels, as we're going towards the Gulish Lima. And the same thing is true with every individual. People in life go through Masois, all different types of travels on their way to their destination. And when we look at the Psukim, the Pasuk says, Vayichtav Moishas Moitzoehem Lemaseem Api Hashem. Moish wrote, Moitzoehem. Literally, it means the places they went out from. They're going forth, the Maseim, according to their journeys, to their travels, Api Hashem. And these are their travels, their journeys, according to their going forth, according to their going out. And the question the Bepharshim ask is why is there a switch in the terminology? When Moshe Rabbeinu wrote it, it says, Moitzoehem Lemaseim. And then it says, So I saw a beautiful vart from Meilach Biederman. I heard it from him on a shir. And he says like this, he says, if we look at the travels, we'll see in certain places different occurrences happened. In one place in Mara, there was bitter water. In Elim, a different place, there were springs of water, 70 date trees, Shivim Tamarim. There was a place called Rafidim. There was no water at all. And a person in Klaisel could think to themselves, Oi, we came to this place called Mara. And once we were here in Mara, there was bitter water that we found. Or we came to a place called Elam, and over there was enjoyable and beautiful. In Mara they could think to themselves, Why did we come here? If we only would have made a different turn at the last juncture, we would end up in a different place and we wouldn't have to deal with this problem of bitter water. Or if we would have traveled in a more direct route, we wouldn't have ended up in Rafidim and there was no water to drink. We think, we think that we end up in places and then things happen in those places. And that's Elam Asayim. These are our travels. We're traveling to different places. When we're in those places, Lamait Soayim. Moitzeim is translated as occurrences, things that happen. So when they viewed it, they viewed it as travels. And once they were in specific places, different things happened. But they could have thought to themselves, if only we would have been somewhere else, we wouldn't have to deal with this. If only we would have made a different turn, a different decision, we wouldn't have been here and this never would have happened. But Moshe Rabbeinu was telling Klai, so you're making a big mistake. It's not the pshat that you went to Mara. Once you were in Mara, you happened to have bitter water. You, Klal Yisrael, were supposed to have a challenge of bitter water, of bitter water, of Mara, bitter water. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Okay, now that you're supposed to have this challenge, let me find a place where it's going to happen. Oh, there's a place called Mara. I'm going to send you there. Oh, now you're supposed to have a place that has sweet water and springs of water. And 70 day trees, 
This is what you're supposed to be dealing with in life now. Okay, now let me find you in place. I'll send you to Elim. Now you're supposed to have a challenge of no water. Okay, let me find you a place to go to for that challenge. Oh, I found a place called Rafidim. By Moshe, Moshe wrote it down as Moitzayim. The first thing the given is these things are supposed to happen to you. Lemasayim, and then you travel to those places. Al pi Hashem, Hashem sent you there. This is how we go through life. We think that we made a decision because of this and we ended up here and because of that this happened and if only we would have made a different decision. If only we would have been somewhere else. If only we would have done this. If only we would have done that. None of this ever would have happened because we live in the world of we're doing things and then things find us and things happen and if only we would have done something different we wouldn't have to deal with it. But Moshe Rabbeinu tells us you're making a mistake. Vayichtov Moshe es moitzoeihem lemaseyem. No, this is moitzoeihem. This is what's supposed to happen. Jews don't make mistakes and wrong turns. It's exactly hashkoches Hashem. We don't farblunger, as they say in Yiddish. You don't get lost. You don't wander. You don't make a wrong turn. If that happened and something happened to you, it's because that's where the Rabbeinu Shalom wanted you to be. It's Moitzoeim. This is what's supposed to happen. And then Lemaseim al Hashem. Hashem sends you there. Famous words from Motta Pargamansky, Zechrein Levracha. Hagar left Avram Avinu's house. Vatelech Vatesa. She was wandering in the Midbar. Says Rashi. Teaches us that she went back to serving Avaydazara, although in the house of Avram she didn't. And the question is, all it says is she was lost in the Midbar. She was wandering around, with not sure where to go. Well, how do you know that she went back to Ravai Dezara? Says Ramotha Pargamansky, because a Yid is never farblanjit. A Yid is never wandering, he never makes a wrong turn. He thinks he made a wrong turn, but it's the Rabbi sending him where he's supposed to go. It's Moitzoeim, and then Lemaseim. If she's Vatesa, if she's all lost, she's wandering, she's making wrong turns, that's only in the world of Magid, it teaches us, she went back to Ravai Dezara, because a Jew never makes a wrong turn. A Jew is never farblanjit. And even though to us it looks that way, However, it's not true. It's the Yad Hashem, it's the Ashkochas Hashem taking us where we're supposed to go. And instead of second-guessing and wishing and hoping, if we understand that it's Moitzoeim Lemaseim Api Hashem, the question is now how we deal with this challenge. This challenge was sent to me by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's Moitzoeim, this is what's supposed to happen. Lemaseim. Lemaseim, and then I journey to that place. And especially when we're talking about the nine days, we're talking about the Ibn Amitsarim, Kla Yisrael and Galus. So many questions that we have. So many questions that we have about the Tsaris throughout the years of Galus. And yet we have to remember it's Maitzaim Lemaseim Alpi Hashem. Tsashkochas Hashem. I was in the Kovna ghetto last week, week and a half ago. And it's interesting. In 1944, when the Russians liberated the ghetto, the year fell out the same way it fell out this year. Shivasar Batamas and Tishabov on a Shabbos pushed off to a Sunday. And the Russians had liberated Vilna and Shivasar Batamas, and it took them three weeks till Tishabov to liberate Kovna. If you look at a map, it's all about an hour drive, hour and 15 minutes. What took them so long to get to Kovna? 
And in those three weeks, you know what happened in Kovna? The Nazis knew they were losing. They liquidated the ghetto. They sent thousands of Yidin to their deaths, others to the labor camps. They burned down the hospital. Whose yard say was last Thursday, Chafbeis, week and a half ago, Thursday, Chafbeis, Tammuz. We were Zaycha to be there in Kavna and say, Kelmale at the place where he was burnt down in the hospital with all the Kedoshim. The Nazis continued for the next two weeks as Yidin took refuge in bunkers, in apartment buildings. They dynamited them, they smoked them out, they burnt them down. Three weeks, Yidin were killed, thousands of Yidin. What took the Russians so long? The answer is the Lithuanians had asked the Russians that when they conquered, when they liberated Vilna, they had bombed the city, totally (coughs) totally destroyed it to get it back from the Nazis. They begged them not to do the same thing to Kovna so that they shouldn't have to have such a big job in rebuilding it. And the Russians had to figure out a way that they shouldn't do it in such a forceful manner. And it took three weeks till they finally got there and liberated it the way they liberated it. And in those three weeks, thousands and thousands of Yidin were killed. And one could say, Rabbi Nishalaylam, if only, if only they would never made that request, if only the Russians wouldn't care, if only the Russians would have come, they could have been there in a day or two and taken over the city and saved so many Yidin. But we're making a mistake. If only is not the way we look at things. It's Hashem. That's what the Rabbi Nisham wanted. It's the Yad Hashem. We don't understand it. And Klaiso, when they went through these Membez Masois, they also didn't necessarily understand why in each place they had to go through what they went through. But at the end, Maish Rabbeinu said, Look, it was all to bring us here to Eretz Yisrael, Hashem. This is what the Rabbi Shalom wanted. And when we look at Klai Yisrael as a whole throughout the Gullus, and we ask why, we have to remember Membez Masois. And when we look at our own personal and individual lives, as the Rabbi Nisham sends us challenges, and sometimes we wish, if only we would have done this, if only we would have done that, maybe it never would have happened, we're making a mistake. That's in the world of Eilam Aseyam Lamaitzayam. But we live in a world of Aichtev Moshe, Esmaitzayam Lamaseyam Api Hashem. Everything is Yad Hashem, every challenge and every joy, every simcha and every tzara is the Rabbeinu Shalolim's Yad Hashem and Ashkochas Hashem to put us exactly where we're supposed to be and when we're supposed to be there. And our job is then to live up to that challenge, to be able not just sometimes to understand what the Rabbeinu Shalom wants, other times we don't understand. But we know that it's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a challenge to make us better, to bring us a step closer to the Gula. We may not see how it's bringing us closer to the Gula, but every one of the Membez Masois brought Klai Yisrael closer to Eretz Yisrael, and each one is considered a travel towards Eretz Yisrael. The same thing is with Klai Yisrael and Galus. Throughout the Tsaris of the Khurban, of the Crusades, of Tachvetat, of 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 the of the of the Second World War, the Holocaust, so on and so forth. Every one is a masa, is a step on the way towards the Geula. And for every individual, we're going through masos in our lives. We may not know where we're supposed to get to, but we're going to a place that's good to the Gula Shlema, to our schar, to our tachlis in this world. 
And the Rebbein Hashem is giving us those Masois. And in each Masa, it's Maitza'ayim. This is exactly where we're supposed to be. This is what's supposed to happen. And if we're able to deal with that, to face the challenges, and pass those challenges, and continue our Masois, we'll be Zaycha, to see the day when it'll become 100% clear to Kalal Yisrael and to every individual why he was so much Maitza'ayim. Why he had to go through everything. To realize how they were a step closer to the Gula. We should be Zaycha to see the Gula Shleima Bimheir of Yameinu Amen.